0: I am attempting to go low enough to rival the deep baritone of my co-host's voice. Please welcome Stuart Late. Wait, I've done the intro. (laughs) I'm supposed to say it's Who's Raven On? Well, we haven't haven't even said
1: the name of the thing.
0: Oh, it's Raven On, a pop culture podcast. This iteration is Who's Raven On, a Doctor (laughs) Who derivative of said pop culture podcast. And joining me is my co-host Stuart Late, who is, unlike me, in good working condition.
1: Oh, now look, that's probably going a bit far, Natalie. I would say. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's not oversell it.
0: <laughs> well, I do. Want I want to apologise to you and to listeners, whoever is listening, because I have no idea. Uh, but we, I did only just get up last week's podcast <laughs> yesterday, as we record. Yes. Uh, leaving in all various sniff, sneezing fits and coughing fits that we had. Uh, because I have been so weirdly sick. I don't mean – I don't mean, uh, you know, how do I even explain? I I would be fine if I could tell you, well, I've had this, but I've been – so I think when I spoke to you last, I'd just got back from Sydney and I'd had a head cold. The yes. next day I went to – and I'd thrown up on a flight and had middle – or ear problems. Went to the doctor the next day who said, yeah, looks like you're getting the beginning of a middle ear infection. Gave me antibiotics. And I think I had a really bad reaction to
1: the antibiotics. Right. Um, you, can, you can do sometimes.
0: Well, this is the thing. But I've had amoxicillin so many times over the years and never had any any side effects. But this time I just got laid out and I had to do a longstanding um, fundraiser for my cat rescue on Saturday night and that that went all right. But I spent Saturday prepping for that and going and doing that. So I guess that was a fair amount of work and and obviously when you're performing and it was a murder mystery sort of party that I was hosting. Uh, So it's a fair amount of energy and work and that sort of thing. And when I got home I was just – exhausted and then I slept most of the next day and I was just lucky that I've got some very very wonderful people who who work with me on these big shows because we I was supposed to be supposed to be helping build props on Sunday and I just I I lost track of everything of consciousness Mm. and it was very similar (laughs) yesterday and only today I'm starting to get a bit of energy back up but I just still feel really laid out and quite dehydrated and I don't want to you know look how how deep do you want to get but it, you know certain side effects of penicillin <laughs> or <amicillin laughs> antibiotics that i've been reading up you know there's been a lot of dehydration. let's just say dehydration because right. of because of uh, a liquid deficiency i'm just going to put it like that and people can draw their own conclusions right and it doesn't have to be gross uh but i have just been i feel zon- like you're
1: leading us down the gross path though
0: yeah, but I'm not being explicitly grossed you, and that's what makes me a lady. You see, absolutely. Yes. That's what reinforces to my mother that I'm not a total lost cause. <laughs> I saw sidebar. If I can sidebar this early in the piece to you, I saw that uh, June Delhi Watkins died this week.
1: Yes, she did. The
0: famous the, the doyen of deportment. That's the right. The etiquette queen. Now I don't know how much I've told people this on our various podcasts over the years, but I actually did a June Daly Watkins deportment course. It actually you have never
1: told me this.
0: Have I never told you this? You've never told me this. 1995. Mm -hmm. I was still 14. Sorry, um, no, it was 2005, and I was 14. God damn it, Stu. I'm giving (laughs) (laughs) up.
1: You've got you've got to remember to to (laughs) subtract the decade.
0: Subtract a decade. Just pretend, keep pretending. But I was a, a teenager, and it was the nineties, and it, by then it wasn't really called deportment anymore; it was called a model course. But my mum signed me up. I don't even remember how. I don't. I, I, I. don't remember having to be talked into it. I just remember it was like my mum came out and said, "Oh, I'm, you're going to be doing a deportment course at June Delhi Watkins," and I went, "Oh, okay." I don't. I, I have no recollection of fighting this or. You know, other teenage girls, you would typically go, and I fought against my mum because burr, and I hated every minute. I remember going, <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting, or something. But I went along. It was an eight-week. It was two and a half hours or something, three hours, every Saturday morning for eight weeks. And at the end of it, you had a showcase. And June Dely Watkins was supposed to attend all the showcases uh, right. in person. Didn't attend mine. No, no, got her sure. daughter to do it.
1: Oh, uh, right. There we go.
0: Because I think she was even then starting to step back from a uh, full time sort of thing. But it was essentially because June Daly Watkins, the other side of it that they don't really talk a lot about is it's a model agency, modeling agency. Mm. So they would get girls go through this deportment course that they would pay for. And then the ones that they thought they could make a bit of money out of as a model, they would pick up at the end and sign on to modeling contracts. Needless sure. to say, Stu, did I get a modeling contract? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I had very frizzy hair and spotty skin, and I mean, look, looking back at myself at fourteen now, I, you know, I, no, I don't, I wouldn't say I'd kill to have my fourteen-year-old body, but I was like a slim, healthy. I was probably a size ten or something, you know, fourteen-year-old girl. Sure. Uh, and yeah, and it was like, oh no, well she's definitely not model material. Like I just didn't have it <laughs> then. Even though I was quite tall. I was going I to have...
1: say, you, you've always been reasonably tall, and that usually I'm is tall. basically, I mean, they, they figure that, you know, like as long as you're tall, they, they can work with everything else.
0: There was a girl in my class, and I don't know, in my group, and I don't know if she got picked or not, because I, I never fi- found out who actually got um, careers. When I look at the photo, you can kind of see and go, oh, poor, poor Natalie, she's got that 90s thing going on. There's a couple <laughs> of girls who you go, oh, yeah, they're a bit more modelish." 90s model-ish, there was one girl who I think had like one of those growth um, spurt hormone deficiency or overproduction things. So do you remember remember back in the 80s, if I can sidebar to the sidebar, like girls would get too tall too quickly and people would give them drugs to stop them growing because you don't want women to be too tall. It was like a whole thing. I what? remember going to school. Yeah, yeah, I remember going to a school, going to school with a girl called Sarah Gillies. And if you're out there, Sarah, I hope you're well. But she was, she obviously hit puberty at like eight or something. She was very young and she grew into, you know, big boobs, big hips, and she was growing quite tall for her age. And so so they put her on hormone blockers to keep her from growing taller. But while she was tall for an a eight-year-old, ten-year-old or whatever, whatever it was, she then stayed that height. So by the time... Oh, God. Like two years later, everyone else was growing normally, and like she would have grown, I think, into her curves. Yes, because of course instead, she would. Yeah, but instead like, she apparently it was a whole big thing that they were doing for a while. Whenever girls got too tall too early, because God help us, we don't want tall women. I've uh, never
1: heard about this.
0: Really? Well, is this that a was, thing? Is this is, or is this
1: just like one particularly sadistic school?
0: Well, the other girl from my modeling course, she was sixteen, I think. I think she was a couple of years older than me, sixteen, maybe seventeen. And she was over six feet tall. She was a good right. she yeah, she'd be six two or something at that point. And I think she was saying about how she'd been put on um sort of blockers or something to try and stop her from growing any taller because she was one of like she was like stretched out tall. Well, obviously like, they didn't work. Well I think maybe she'd gone that long and then they went, oh we might have to stop you from getting so stretched out you're like a you know like a rolling pin on flour and you're just on a pizza base and you've just gotten too thin and eventually you start cracking uh is that is that visual doing anything for you i don't i can't tell
1: that is astonishing i've never heard of this ever i mean it doesn't surprise me the sort of crazy stuff that they do to women and girls like in the name of beauty but i mean my god i've never i've never heard of like giving someone puberty block, like like uh, hormone blockers because they're getting too tall.
0: I'm pretty sure that was what it is. Or maybe she was puberty um, uh, tall girl treatment risks fertility, 2004 article. Um, Women treated with estrogen at puberty to prevent them growing too tall. Oh, my um, God. There you go. Yeah, since the 1950s, estrogen has been offered to girls in the US, Europe, as well as Australia, who are expected... To grow too tall. For example, in the 1960s and 70s, a girl was thought tall if her projected height was 177 centimeters or more, not considered oh my God. Tall. That's how tall I am. Yeah, so it's about five nine. So, yeah, there you go. Worries that girls might find it difficult to find clothes, shoes, furniture, even careers were reasons for treatment, as well as concerns about decreased prospects of finding a partner.
1: Jesus Christ! Um, this is a
0: story from 2004 that. That looked at that how some of them then had subsequently had fertility issues. Yeah, it's a weird. It's look, it's a weird. It was uh, cosmetic endocrinology, I suppose. It's a weird, weird time, weird thing. Um, but yeah, so I think the girl that I went to primary school with was given them very early to stop her getting taller. Whereas I think the girl that I went to the modelling course with was given them to stop her once she's gotten sort of to this outrageous like, you know, six two for a woman. Is, is is very tall. That's very yep. tall on average for for, for a, compared to the average of, of female heights. Um and this is, you know, twenty years ago. So <laughs> and probably now she'd just be signed up to a netball team. But uh, <laughs> Well exactly
1: I'm just I was about to say like she would be like a women's basketball champion.
0: She was like incredibly thin. You know, she's one of those tall women who'd who'd be probably like fifty kilos because she was so she was just all limb. Right. So <laughs> Anyway, so I don't know if she got the modelling contract, but she would have been the one who got uh, picked on for me. But why did I bring up June Watkins again? Uh, Deportment.
1: Deportment. Was and, there something and to do with the something to do with the doctor? Look, we're, we're, three, we're three levels deep in this sidebar, Natalie. I'm not sure. It's an
0: inception <laughs> sidebar. We have to slowly come back out of it, or we die. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's in the it. Sidebar. Exactly. Yeah, you got to you got to pull us you got to pull us out <laughs> slowly, level by level.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but the point was. I think I wanted to say that my mother always hoped that I'd be uh, very classy. That's right, because I was being gross. And oh, right. she sent yes. me to a June Deli Watkins deportment course to hopefully make me a lady. So I would walk with better posture and I would, you know, know how to do makeup and things like that.
1: And, sure. and certainly. And in, in her defense, you, you certainly know how to do makeup nowadays. In fact, it is a passion of yours. So it,
0: well, <laughs> let's not. Look, passion is one word. Helpless addiction to to this false promise that consumer products can turn back the the gripping claw of time and stop (laughs) the wreaking of havoc on my face. It's only because – see, when I went to the modeling course, you know, there were two types of makeup. You went and got your Maybelline at the chemist or you Mm -hmm. had to go to the Clinique counter or the Estee Lauder counter at Maya. That was it. And it, there was very little interesting things about makeup. It was all kind of the same thing. And I remember I remember being so upset when the woman who was responsible for makeup, she said, I will give you the lipstick that you will be wearing. You will not disagree. I remember this really clearly. Mm-hmm. She'd say, I will, give you, I will give you the lipstick. You will not be – that it will go – I will pick. It will go with your skin tone. You will not disagree. And, wow. of course, what color did I get? orange i got an orange lipstick and of course at the time i was so befuddled because i went this doesn't make sense now it probably was a horribly frosty 90s orange color but nowadays you can get really beautiful orange peachy tones and they probably oh, sure. do suit my skin tone a lot so she probably was right it but at sounds the time like I wanted, like a pretty pink lipstick or something yeah I was exactly insane.
1: well it sounds like she had a bunch of orange lipstick to shift and she she said, yeah. "This is the color that suits you." Really? Do you That's think it? Right. Yes, it suits you. Do not argue.
0: Do yeah. not argue. But that was that was her whole thing. She was like, "I will give you the lipstick. You will not argue." I remember that very clearly. And then we had. you have um, a
1: strong Eastern European accent. I will give you no, the lipstick. Don't argue. She,
0: no, no. She was very. She was a very round. The woman who did the makeup was sort of every, all of the other people who did instructions were like glamorous model types who were kind of moving into teaching. Young girls how to model as their I guess the coin. and you know they weren't eighteen anymore, so not getting as many catwalk gigs, so they would be hired by <laughs> June Watkins to teach you how to walk in heels and that sort of thing. Sure. And they were all very glamorous. But then the woman who did the makeup was obviously a very good makeup artist, but she was a much larger woman, but she had this incredibly plastered, full face, of cakey makeup. Uh, And I remember sort of being like, that's a bit over the top.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, and I I was with my makeup. Yeah, well, I was never a huge, I mean, I was always a fan of makeup because I did plays and things like that. So I always enjoyed playing with it, but it was only, it's only been in the last sort of five years or so, Stu, that I've become a desperate because it's there. It's a thing now. Like there just wasn't the stuff back then. And now there's so much interesting stuff. It's like, I suppose, you know, discovering Magic the Gathering or some other kind of nerdy. I try to compare it to things like that to people I know when it's like, oh, I want to collect things and, you know, when
1: when, (laughs) – When when every (laughs) lipstick is a Pokemon.
0: Yeah, exactly. When there's merchandise of something, I you know, I don't give two hoots about collecting really anything, but then some kind of special lipstick will come up and I'll be like, oh, I must have it. I'm just going to put it in a corner and look at it. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Anyway. That's the sidebar, is that I disappointed my mother even further because I did not become a lady. Uh, but I did learn how to walk with a book on my head.
1: Now... Did they actually not- do that?
0: Yeah, we did that.
1: Oh, wow. It was,
0: it was very much done as a kind of retro... Did they beat
1: you with a ruler if it fell off? Like- <laughs>
0: oh, no, 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 no. But it was done as a retro... This is what they used to do in the old days, and it actually is can be quite useful. It wasn't a this is what we do, girls, 50s style. It was, this is what they used to do in the 50s. Let's give it a go because it can actually help with your balance. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They they obviously did it for a reason. You have to be really careful when you walk to s- stand upright and, you know, sure. have a good posture. So, but, yes, so farewell, June Deli Watkins. I'm sorry I never made it past your strict standards. Uh, but, yeah, can you imagine me on a catwalk in high heels trying to walk and not trip over? It would be disastrous.
1: Disastrous. Oh, so, so you obviously – so you had a final sort of like a, like a show oh, yeah. to, to put yeah, on. Yeah, we did. And, we and then did, did everyone graduate? Like did you get like a certificate or something? Yeah. Or?
0: Yeah, we had a certificate and a photo shoot, like as in we had to do a swimsuit a um, and and we all wore like sarongs, although a couple of girls just wore bikinis because they were body positive. And I was fourteen, going, "No, I'm a horrible fat cow." And of course now right. I'm like punch <laughs> myself in the face. Uh But those of us who were a bit more shy wore like a sarong, uh, and I wore a one-piece. I mean, I think sword.
1: you know you were fourteen. That's probably fair enough.
0: Yeah, I think they probably shouldn't have had us in bikinis, but whatever. No. It's the swimming <laughs> industry. Um, it, it was 1990. We, <laughs> so it was. Uh, but we – now we had swimsuits. Do we have a day look? Oh, I know we had a suit. We had, like, this suit. It was, like, a formal formal wear. That's right. No, it wasn't a suit. It was a formal thing. I happened to wear a suit because it was the 90s. And, like, fashionable formal suits were a thing where cool. you'd have, like, a dressy skirt and then more of a boxy jacket top. But mine had, like, a gap in the back. It was, like, a very pretty – oh, no, it was, like, a mesh back or something. But it was right. cream. If I look at it now, it would be it'd be a vision of 90s boxy jacket, you know, <laughs> short skirt, long jacket. It was that basically. Uh, and it was probably gross. But look, I liked it at the time. Sure. And so we did the model. And I'm still – I actually can do a model walk. I did learn the model walk and how you turn and how you move your feet. And I was good at that because I did ballet and it was similar, you know, similar – some similar principles involved. I could work out, oh, you just got to turn this way and keep your head – like pure pirouetting, and uh, I can still do a model walk. I just might trip over my feet.
1: <laughs> <doing> <laughs> you, you are nothing if not always on brand.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's sadly so true. <laughs> but then I do feel like I've cursed myself to this by calling myself clumsy. And, you know, I can't change the user handle now. There's, there's just no. too much. There's, it's too far gone.
1: <laughs> the the ecosystem is too established. On.
0: Yeah, someone recently had a slight – I think they were just joking or something, but they were like, oh, should you even be girl clumsy anymore? And I was like, thanks so <laughs> that's much. Like, a, that's
1: a weird, annoying, passive-aggressive and, thing to say.
0: Yeah, like, can can I just hold on to my youth, please? Can I still grip grip that tightly and never let go? You're like, the, well,
1: you checked, but old, old crone clumsy is actually taken already.
0: Well, that's right, and woman clumsy sounds weird. Uh, John Birmingham always calls me Ms. Clumsy, which I thought was quite nice. But you can't change things on, like, if I change my handle on Twitter, I think I lose my blue tick. And look, I got that blue tick through some stroke of luck. I'm not (laughs) giving up. (laughs) I've got it. It's there. It's staying. That's it. Uh, But yes. Anyway, so.
1: All of this to say, we're talking about Doctor Who. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man okay no more sidebars
1: <laughs> should we go we, through our list we could have more if you've got more sidebars let's do them
0: no it's just, it, we should just have a podcast that's called sidebar <laughs> didn't we have the idea for that at some point too it was just like we random. Did, yeah, yeah.
1: well a podcast of tangents was always going to be the idea of but...
0: tangents there that's everything. right yeah sidebars and tangents the stew and Nat podcast <laughs> uh, i like it well Should I start with my list then of the one-minute challenge?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So we put a minute on the clock and we wrote down everything that we could remember about this episode. Now, as I said, I only just got last week's chat. We chatted Thursday night. I got it up Monday. And then Monday night, I watched this episode. Yes. And yet, one day on, really found it hard to recall a lot about that episode. Possibly because I'm still recovering and my brain's a bit blur. But we'll see how I go.
1: Okay. As someone who isn't hopped up on, on antibiotics, I can say it, it was actually a little bit difficult for me to come up with a list this week too. So there's things to talk about, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see how we go.
0: I felt it was one of those – the start of the two-parters where this one probably was stretched a little bit and they've got to pack a lot because they needed to get to a certain point. Sure. And then they'll pack a lot into next week's finale. But this one was a little – it was probably like a one-and-a-half parter.
1: But yeah definitely. Well well especially with the extra stuff that's in here.
0: Mm. Okay, so the doctor finds ordinary humans self-declared we're ordinary humans uh, left there's like seven <laughs> of them. But they can pilot spaceships and do space stuff and See this is where I got confused because they're not it's not the end. It's 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 humans in the future. Yes. So
1: yeah, they're in not, the far, future.
0: Yeah, in the far, far future where they're not soldiers, they're just ordinary humans, but ordinary humans in the far, far future obviously are clearly all spaceship ninjas who can cut and, you know, <laughs> heist and uh, Jimmy and what's that thing where you get the, and, and, the wires and reroute, out?
1: And reroute the auxiliary power and and do all that yes,
0: stuff. Yes, do all that stuff. So that's it was strange. And then there was that weird moment where the doctor's like, how many weapons do you have? And he's like, two guns, one's broken. She's like, huh. Oh. And he's like, we're not soldiers. We're humans. And it's like, yeah, doctor, don't you not like guns? Like why?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a very weird moment where she's like, Oh, come on. Like someone, ha- <laughs> I and don't then, shoot guns, but, but you should have guns.
0: And then she said later, like, Oh, you matter to me. And it's like, you were just getting cranky at them for not having guns. What yeah. is going on? Um, Anyway, next thing was I still don't get what Adam the Cyberman wants. I'm calling him Adam because you called him that last week after the puppy yes. guy.
1: So I still have it it's pretty close. Out. He's called like Ashad or something. Yeah, Ashad is his name, but yeah, let's Ashad. call him.
0: Ashad. Okay. Is that yeah. Is that a reference to Assad in Syria? Is that what that is? I have no, no idea. Okay. No, 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 just a weird quirk. Uh but he, he loves talking in monologues. Fair enough. He does. In um, fact, the episode
1: opens with a monologue.
0: Yeah. And it, a whole bunch of dead Cybermen, I think. Was it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Cyberman parts in space. Mm. And we, we have a, a – I, I don't know whether it was brilliant or really dumb the way that they did that cold open and then we sort of zoom in on the Cyberman eye that turns into the the, the time vortex. I'm not sure whether that was whether that was clever or really silly.
0: Yeah, uh, and I can't even remember what he said. You oh, said something about,
1: about, you know, like, like being a believer, like, you know, what, oh. what can achieve when, if there's a, if they're led by a believer.
0: Yes. No, I remember now because that's what I was going to, I was going to write <laughs> this down on my thing and I forgot, but I've just remembered is it, it almost sounded like he was about to say, what is dead may never die because yes. he, he said, what is dead will live again. And it yes. was, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. so close, so close. <laughs> I mean, if the Cybermen are going to be anyone in Game of Thrones, they're going to be the Greyjoys. Oh, I absolutely, mean, for reals. That's good. <laughs> hey, that's a good Doctor Who villains as Game of Thrones houses. Oh, Do- we'd
1: have to think Doctor about that.
0: Who, Doctor Who people. So like the Master, the Master's got to be Dawn, like kind of cunning and. <laughs> um. uh, the Daleks would be the Lannisters?
1: Well, actually, no, no sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll take issue with that. The, the Master the master is Cersei Lannister. Always had, like, a, well, a complete villain, always has grand schemes that always blow up in her face.
0: Okay, no, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, I was going more for houses and stuff, but... Oh, okay, okay, right, we right, right, right. Well, the Master's, I guess, a character, so it's hard to... Daleks and Cybermen are more of a house. Yeah, sure, uh, sure, sure. Uh, maybe the...
1: I mean, the, the Daleks, I guess, I mean, are, the, are they are they the White Walkers? Like, they just want to destroy all life?
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they just need a really good stabbing in, like, their eye hole or something.
1: Yes, exactly. And then they yeah, they want to kill his heel.
0: Yes, that's right. You want to kill his heel in their battle armor or something. Uh, all right, well, this is a fun game. We can continue with this game as we go through. <laughs> but let me... Let me continue with my thing. Yes. Um, so, why not zoom in with the TARDIS? Like to begin with, they've landed. We haven't seen the TARDIS, and they've or they've 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 taken oh, yes. the TARDIS to follow to follow Adam the Cyberman uh, through from Shelley's time to the exact moment where the human beings are about to be wiped out or the end of the human race. And she's like, yeah, sorry about that. But they've already seen the human race be wiped out by the fricking orphan 55 weirdos and the, and the other one. It wasn't at least two other human race extinction events in this season alone. Surely
1: this season alone. I know that, that that's what I was, I was going to mention that. And it just sort of like, like it speaks to slightly poor planning perhaps because we explicitly see an earth that is completely scorched and the human race are reduced to like mindless monsters, the the dregs. Um, But, you know, I guess that they're, they're also, they're off world. Like like there's millions or possibly even billions of them off world. They, they just left earth. But in this, it's implied that the human race is largely wiped out. Like there's, there's pockets of people all over the place, but, you know, like there's no central sort of population of humans anymore because of the cyber war. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, uh, to you to your point about the TARDIS, like I, I did want to talk about that because, like, it's it's a writing trick. I mean, like at its at its heart, that's what it is. It's a way to get the TARDIS out of the story because the TARDIS makes it very difficult to put people in the story in danger because you can always jump into your time and space machine
0: and also to split them up.
1: Yes, exactly, and also to split them up. But to do that, like, I feel like you, you need a slightly better way to do it than, oh, we parked a very long way away. Why Which they they do they've that? Done, I know. It makes it makes no sense in the context of the story. The only reason they do it is for plot reasons.
0: So There's they, no they reason in. to
1: park so far away.
0: They come in and they set up those little thingamajigs, <laughs> like yes. literally like they've pulled out of show bags at the Ecker, and they've popped them up to interfere, and they give a lot of exposition about how they're all going to interfere with the Cybermen. Sure, it's all going to be great, and they each—it's each a way of introducing the last remaining humans. And but the TARDIS has that whole thing. We've talked about this before recently too, where it can shield people, so it can kind of cover you and invisibly. Yes, like like in the um the oh god when David Tennant first became in the Christmas episode and yes. TARDIS covers them and they're all shooting and they're like, ha-ha, the TARDIS has a force field. They could have set all that up, right, mm-hmm. in the TARDIS, beamed down, materialized, whatever the term is, I forget, uh, and then and then the TARDIS could have beamed a- out and the, those devices could have been left there. In my mind, that's what the TARDIS can do. Am I wrong?
1: I mean, I feel like that's slightly – I. I, it, it wouldn't break the canon of the show to do that. I think it, that that's probably not what I what the TARDIS should be doing. Okay. But by the same okay. token, like
0: the, they could have beamed in. That they could run have landed out. the
1: TARDIS. This is the thing: the TARDIS lands. You open the doors, say to everyone, "Quick, get in."
0: Come into our destructible spaceship.
1: Yes, my my time and space machine. Oh, but, you know. Stop it!
0: Stop it! I don't know. You heard, sorry, I just two cats started having a, a massive fight. Is that a fight. cat or are
1: you having a home invasion?
0: No, it was it was cats. Uh, right. That was insane. Can you two stop this? You are brother and sister for realsies. Just get not. Just, sorry. Get away. Stop being bad animals. Sorry, it's all a bit tense around here at the moment. the, the new cat <laughs> or the newish cat has been causing some disquiet, I think, by just being, creating a bit of tension. She's a very, uh, I think she needs to be a lone cat. Some cats right. do best when they're just solo cats.
1: She's not She's um, not there to make friends.
0: I don't think she is. She's yeah. She well, I'll try to pat her sometimes and sometimes she'll be quite, not affectionate so much, but just like, oh, that's nice. And then other times she'll just swipe at you and, yeah, anyway, and then she has these icy blue eyes, like like they've been digitalized. They're, they're so icy blue, like a white walker's eyes.
1: Mm.
0: And she turned to me the other day. I was on the bed and I rolled over and she was there. And she was giving me just the most cat-like side eye with these blue, <laughs> blue eyes that I immediately sort of wanted to apologize and say, I'm really sorry. What have I done? <laughs> I know, I'm bad, I'm a bad human, I, I'm not servicing your needs properly, Cat, uh, but yes, so yes, the TARDIS, uh, super useful, so they have to get rid of it, so they can up yes. the stakes, but it wasn't, the TARDIS has been got rid of
1: before. Well, not only that, I mean, like, you know, you can you can land, get out, and, like, immediately get caught up in the fighting and stuff like that, like, there's ways to ride around it that are, that are organic that aren't just, hey, we parked a long way away, so it's going to be pretty hard to get back to. And she explicitly says multiple times, that the Doctor says multiple times during the yeah. episode, yeah, that we're cut off from the TARDIS. We can't get back to the TARDIS. It's like, you could have just flown the TARDIS there. What are you doing? What are you talking yeah. about?
0: Why you know and then be-
1: And then later on, she gets in a working spaceship, you know? Like and could have easily gone back to where the TARDIS was, and quite frankly, having the that's... TARDIS is probably a way more useful than having a stolen cyber ship.
0: Yes, that's I, I thought that too. I thought, why don't they just go, dit 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 let's fly to the TARDIS, jump in the TARDIS, and yes. go
1: in and search of Graham um, it's not it's thing. not like the, the the Cybermen have like st- have like you know stolen the TARDIS and have it like in one of their facilities and they're they're guarding it and you couldn't get back in. Problem yeah, solved, like, like plot before. hole solved, but but they don't yeah. they don't do that. They just say, Oh, it's over there. We can't get to it.
0: Yeah, it's like lazy, when,
1: lazy riding.
0: Yeah, lazy like when I'm you know at a supermarket or and I've parked a whole long way away <laughs> yes. and I'm having dinner and someone goes, Hey, do you want to lift? And I'm like, Yeah, do you want to drop me at my car? It's just at the yeah. back of the car it's, park and I can't be there. I can't be bothered walking the three hundred meters. <laughs>
1: I, I should point, I point out at this, this juncture, episode. I should point out that I'm actually I actually quite like this episode. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look. I, I had a fine time watching it. I'm not you know But we're it, really laying I, the boot I, in
1: early and I feel like we need I, to just point out I actually quite like this episode. It, yeah,
0: yeah I, it, look I feel like people should say if if unless we come out first of all and go like we did with Orphan fifty five, this is terrible. this is
1: hot garbage
0: this is hot garbage. Although, what was the other one that we, we started going, it seems fine, and then more and more were like, no, wait, it's not.
1: Oh, I'm um, Praxius, the one with the plastics. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 that was super fun. Yeah, the one uh, where I was like, oh, this is
1: fine. Wait, no, this yeah. is bad.
0: Wait, no. This is very bad. It, this was fine. This was a fine episode of Doctor Who, but I like in my
1: – This is a fine episode.
0: In yeah. my one hot minute, I write down things that made me go, what? Yeah, um, sure. So that was that comment. My next comment, this isn't negative. It's just was an observation. Graham's sure. very chirpy. Graham I is have
1: cap- almost the exact same thing written down. I said Graham's a bit cheery.
0: Okay, he's like Captain Positive and we're going to get this done and I can, you can, we all can.
1: Which and- is weird because, like, although he's, n- he's never, like, he's never been, like, uh, a complainer, but he also, he's always been, like, the guy who's, like, Oh look out like some you know oh, all the bad stuff's happening again and ha 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 Yeah, you know, oh, he's suddenly a voice this of time. He's, he's yeah, and he's the cautious one.
0: He's like, "Hey, survived uh, cancer here. Um bit cautious. Want to hold yeah. on to my life. Let's think this through."
1: And I guess
0: I guess supposed to be
1: character growth.
0: My question is, are they setting him up to die? because he's being captain cheery and captain we're going to get this done. It's okay, we're going to go through with it. We're going to is he going to self-sacrifice because it's the right thing to do, etc.
1: Maybe. That's, I mean like That is I, I what thought I that were also, there's to. also a potential there's a potential there for him if she survives to maybe stay with the the lady that he meets?
0: Oh, yes. I was definitely picking up on that vibe.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like wasn't. There's, there's she, a connection there. And then there. she
0: full on. And then she full on went. Oh, I like strange. Yeah. And <laughs> him. And, and he should have said, I like your eyeliner. I didn't realize the future would be full of incredibly heavy black eyeliner. Just to bring it back <laughs> to makeup, if I can. Can Absolutely. I just say? And yep. this wasn't. This wasn't in my notes, but the eyes have just reminded me of it. And I made a mental note last night to say this to you. The three companions that ended up with Yaz and Graham had the biggest, widest, you know, incredulous eyes. I feel like they went to a casting audition where it was like ah. must have source, saucer-like eyes, particularly the guy, but the girl and the woman, they both had these cra- – And I mean, yes, they were wide-eyed and sort of like, oh, my God, the whole time as well. But they, <laughs> they all were like – their eyes were all like, you know, Muppets or something. They were like big – goggle eyes like
1: yeah yeah no no you're huge. right now, now you po- I hadn't noticed that but now that you pointed out yeah you're right like they all have very good um very good uh, frightened stares
0: yes yes this sort of like particularly the guy particularly the guy who was all like no my brother died Ugh. um just these massive eyes mm. and anyway so that was something else i noticed but yeah i'm i'm wondering that they're going to set graham up to do something uh, and i hope it's not die but i suspect maybe uh, the next thing I wrote was the cool kid, who's the new Ryan, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yes, actually, Ryan,
1: yeah.
0: Ryan gets separated and ends up with the doctor in the, and they and they they steal the the cyber ship with that young kid. Uh, who are you calling yes. a kid? Kid. And he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like the cool young dude who fixes stuff. Not that Ryan necessarily fixed stuff, but I guess he's been a bit handy. He he did an autopsy on a bird after all in that Praxis episode.
1: <laughs> well, he um he actually uh hotwires the the ship way better than the doctor does, even though the doctor has this uh, fun speech about how when she was a teenager, well not a teenager, I used to fix stuff and people got angry. Yes. Um that was fun. Yeah.
0: I used to st- steal these on the weekend or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he he's much better at hotwiring cyber ships, which is quite funny.
0: Because he's a child of war and it's all he's ever known.
1: That's right. I but it does make me him. wonder. It does make me wonder, because keep an eye on that kid, because uh, Chris Chibnall ha- is is on record. He he did a, a big interview um, before this episode aired, ahead of the, the two-part finale. And he sort of said, uh, he, he mentioned that, like, there are seeds of what is coming in season 13 that will be planted in this final two-part episode. Oh, so has I, he? do wonder i do wonder whether I, uh, I mean you you sort of latched onto that and and quite rightly so and i i i noticed that myself like that kid seems very capable and yeah. you know like they you know it's it's definitely if they were going to get rid of some companions they could definitely stand to pick up a couple so who knows
0: yeah. well yeah who knows? the new ryan is what i'm saying
1: the new ryan uh- yeah
0: then my final things were uh, nice to see Barristan Selmy show up. Yes.
1: <laughs> Kieran, Kieran Hines. He's, uh, yeah, no, showing up again. Kieran
0: Hines. So oh, no, sorry. Sorry.
1: I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the other was, um, Irish actor who's in Game of Thrones.
0: You're, you're thinking of uh, King Beyond the Wall, Mance Radar. Yes, of course That I was am. Kieran Hines. I I actually don't know this actor's name.
1: (laughs) Uh, Brian McKellohy, I think, or something.
0: Right. I just went, it's Barristan Selma. I I heard it from (laughs) Uh, the voice. It took me a moment. I was like, I know that voice. That's Game of Thrones. But he had the beard and the longer hair and stuff. So he was Karumas, Karuma, Karumas. And he's like the keeper of a boundary which helps humans escape the Cybermen. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Is that right? Because I kind of lost track of that no
1: no no that, that definitely is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could be forgiven by that point for just being like uh what 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 but yes no that's definitely and definitely
0: then finally him. bang here comes the master in his There's fancy
1: outfit. yes so. um and and you know what it was a pretty good entrance i'll give him that
0: yeah it was a fun entrance <laughs> yeah he's a fun master
1: he's very fun he, it's it's sort of Great he's big teeth, like great
0: big smile and great
1: yeah, big teeth. Yeah, a big snarl of a smile. It's actually really good. Um, He's sort of like he's combining a lot of what uh, uh, Missy was bringing to the table with uh, a lot of what um the John Sim Master, he's sort of a, a good combination of those two. Yeah. Um, so he's got that sort of manic energy of the John Sim Master with a lot of the sort of the sassy snideness of of uh, the Missy version. It's very good.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's doing well. It's very fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You go with your list then.
1: Oh, okay. Um, for the record, it's Ko uh, Shamus, is Ko uh, Shamus. The character's sorry. name.
0: You're right.
1: Uh, yes, which apparently is a, is a person, not a place. Uh, in the in the uh, style of uh, of Asgard, uh, is a. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> but um, I- Ian Ian
0: McEllenhae,
1: In all of our hearts. Who? Ian he
0: Ian McKellen, okay. Ian McKellen, he
1: Barristan McKel- Selmy, McKel- it is.
0: Yes,
1: Barristan, Barristan Selmy. <laughs> he
0: seemed, he seemed like maybe because he wasn't wearing the. I, it shows what, how good of an actor he is, but he he seemed so much smaller than Barristan Selmy. Like Barristan Selmy always stood, seemed like a very broad. He was a knight, you know, yes, knight yeah, of yeah,
1: the. Exactly, realm, yeah, yeah, King he was. He was, a, he was a big, big. Yeah, quite famous night, is, ha-ha.
0: Yeah, this guy's wearing a burlap this, this, this is okay. a wizened
1: old Merlin Moses figure.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it, it struck me, it took me a while to kind of, the, you know, which I guess is good actoring, you know, posture change,
1: all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It did seem weird, it, it did seem weird that, like, he was he had a big knobbly staff. I didn't know <laughs> what to make of that. Like, not, 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 not no. Natalie, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm just remembering that Pratchett song, isn't it? A wizard <laughs> the, staff. A wizard staff no. has a knob
1: on the end. Yes, uh, but um, no, I mean, like it just, but but it was, but what I loved was that it was like a space staff. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like a, a stick. It was very obviously like a thing with like oh, knobs on it. But like it's a, it's a, it's a, a spacey wizard staff. Are thing. you
0: saying it was like, like a Sonic staff?
1: I guess, maybe. <laughs> I, I just mostly I just mostly love that this this show decided to instead of giving him like a weird stick like just gave him like a space stick. That was quite that was quite fun. I don't know why that tickled me so much, but I really I just really enjoyed it. I'm like he has a space stick, but he's wearing like a like a Jedi hood. I don't know why, yeah, it's just silly. But anyway. Look, all um, sci-fi
0: eventually becomes, you know, hoods and, and burlap sacks and staffs in the end. <laughs> You know, it's all chrome yes. cybership. And then eventually that's that's what makes you human is your ability to pull off a burlap sack, you know, fashion-wise, <laughs> as opposed to taking it, it You when know, the hey of, you do-
1: When the end of the world arrives, we'll all be sorted into those who can pull off a burlap sack and those who yeah, can't.
0: That's right. And that's why they're Cybermen. They just can't wear fashion.
1: That's it. Exactly. They're like, look, we're, we're not working it in this post-apocalyptic landscape. Best to go get some converted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Continue. Yes, sorry, yes. Um,
1: so my list, so my list, um first item was uh cyberheads. Fantastic. Oh
0: god, I forgot about the Power- cyberheads.
1: That that was that was so delightfully silly. I do like okay. uh, it, it's very silly in a very like almost like throwback to Russell T. davies era, um Doctor Who. I quite I quite liked it. It's very dumb as an idea. But I, I like how dumb it is. Like, it's just like, you hey, what are they going to do? Fly. A bunch of... Who knows? <laughs> who knows? They're drones, Natalie. They're cyber drones.
0: Oh, okay. They, they,
1: just, they just fly, I guess. And also they're just empty Cyberman helmets. Someone, someone pointed out, actually, that um, the show really missed a trick in the fact that, like, wouldn't it be way more terrifying if those helmets sort of locked on to people's heads and like did like a battlefield conversion of oh God. random people and, and then that they turned into like makeshift Cybermen that could, you know, potentially uh, turn on people like zombies. You know, I thought Ooh. that was, that's actually well, what an incredible idea, like, like taking yeah. what the show gave us and taking it that extra step and, and, you know, actually doing something, Cool with it instead of it being yeah. all pew pew shooty lasers,
0: yeah. Um, from the eye, were they shooting lasers from the eyes, or was yes, I imagining
1: yes, they that? were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they were, they were shooting lasers from their eyes, which, um, <laughs> look again, it, um, like I actually really like how dumb and goofy it was. I don't know why I was just like, sure, <laughs> sure, whatever, whatever. So because no, I mean, at that point, before yes, so I mean, the thing, thing is that they are, they are again a pure plot contrivance because the doctor shows up with, um three or four uh, devices that will all do different things that she's actually done to defeat the Cyberman in the past. All right So that oh, okay. all of all of that stuff is things that has defeated the Cybermen in the past. So in the past they've been allergic to gold, which is really really silly and, and why you fight uh, so you fight Cybermen with like a glitter gun it like shoots like gold dust at them. <laughs> I'm not kidding that that's something that has happened in the the original series quite a they're lot. They're
0: allergic to fabulousness.
1: To fabulousness, exactly. They're so drab and and they they're so conformist. They don't want to be glittery. Is it literally um, but, like
0: a silver gold thing? Is that is that what? Oh I'm maybe. I, I'm not that? I'm
1: not sure what the original um, iconography was supposed to be, but yeah, apparently someone came up with the very silly idea that like it interferes with their circuits or something. So he. So, like the doctor has in the past, like used gold dust to to defeat Cybermen in the past. So one of them is like puts up like a like a a gold dust um one one of the, one of the devices that they're setting up puts a gold dust thing. Another one uh is like a I guess just a a force field sort of thing. Uh, it, once it gets working, so it 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 is a force field against like their their weapons. And then another one is a cyber disruptor, which disrupts their inhibitor, which would make them realize what's been done to them. And then theoretically, they all lose their minds, which we saw, um, I think, in the original uh, David Tennant uh, Age of Steel two parter, where he sort of took out the inhibitors on all the cybermen and all their heads exploded.
0: Oh, right.
1: So that was the yeah. thing. So, so it was all. It was basically the Doctor bringing everything that's worked in the past against the Cybermen and, and trying it. to use it again, and then they instantly blow it all up. So, yeah, yeah. in a way, this scene is very, very indicative of the Chris Chibnall era of the show. <laughs> in many ways, uh, you know, it's just just a perfect metaphor for for what this show is doing at the moment. <laughs> Se- several things that work in the past, and they blow them up straight away.
0: <laughs> but this time it was obviously done on purpose. It was like yeah, we well, don't yes, need yes, this Look, you have no idea. We're going to solve this in a completely new and amazing way.
1: It's, a, it's the exact same thing with the with the TARDIS, where you know it's just it's just a it's lazy writing. Like you know, there there, there are ways to get past that without just going. Nope, nothing worked. They blew everything up. The doctor's an idiot. Uh, so sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone, you're about to die. Um, <laughs> it's just insane. Like, like she shows up. She's like, "Yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat you." Oh wait, no, I'm not. Uh, you blew all of my stuff up. Everyone, run! Everyone, run right now. It's just, uh, just, uh, just something about it. I just like oh, you could do this so much. Like you could do the same thing. You could have the same effect.
0: And just, they went. They weren't running any – they were just saying get inside.
1: Yeah, they they, they like, were saying get inside, and then they were saying, wait, no, just get out of here, like run. Like there wasn't – No,
0: no, they had a spaceship, didn't they? They had the, – the humans had a spaceship.
1: Yes, yes. So the, ship. Yeah. The, the and humans had landed up. there as a, as a refuge, and the, the Cybermen had found them.
0: They're really going after everybody, aren't they? You'd think that, oh, look, there's seven people. They've just gone off there. I suppose they've got nothing else to do, do they? I mean, it's not like the Cybermen are building great cathedrals or cities or architecture or composing <laughs> fine music or, you know, making beer and wine and, and nice things. They're just like, well, uh, it's another day of destroying. <laughs> it's just Bob yes. and Phil, two Cybermen just every day clocking in. Ah, how you going, Phil? Ah, another day of just going and destroying anything that doesn't look like us. So. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's what it is. How's the boys? kids don't have any? They're also <laughs> cybermen with no that, feelings. That's right. They're also just out destroying stuff. <laughs> it must be a very bleak existence.
1: Well, uh, you don't care because you've got the the inhibitor uh, in place, so you just you're a mindless drone.
0: But then who's in charge of them?
1: The cyber controller.
0: Is that who that guy was, Adam?
1: I mean, I get I mean he he functions like that. there's always there's always like a, a cyber leader. Sort of thing, who's like telling all the drones what to do.
0: Okay, well, how do they get elected or chosen? I mean, it's I guess is it they just birth? get
1: chosen for the, the glory of the of cyberkind. I don't I don't know. Yeah, but
0: that implies that they are organized in some way and they have some sort of representative representative or proportional democracy of some sense, <laughs> or at least a base dictatorship that sees one cyberperson rise above the other cyberperson to declare a sort of a majority a rule.
1: Well, I think I, mean, I think uh, I I, yeah, well, I mean, look look I think I think usually it's um, you know, it's meant to be in in theory and you know, in an ideal cyber world, it would be uh, you know, every cyberman has an equal say, but I feel like, you know, that the 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 cyber system is fundamentally broken so that one cyberman tends to rise to the top and into a sort of a dictatorial position.
0: It's typical. You know? That's why we it's need the, the uh, cyber suffragettes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cyber jets.
1: <laughs> Have we have we kicked that metaphor to death now? Or? If
0: only the, the cyber women uh, were given the right to their part in cyber power, and <laughs> we might start seeing some more sensible policies for a better future.
1: Sure. Uh, well, actually, to be to be fair, um, Chris Chibnall wrote the episode of Torchwood called Cyber Woman, and uh, it is one of the most abysmal things that has ever been associated with the with the brand of Doctor Who. Okay, so, I've
0: never seen that episode of of Torchwood. I never is, saw that one.
1: Execrable. It is Like
0: what? Isn't it about someone's in love with a cyber woman or something?
1: Yes, yes. Um, there there's a woman who is. Uh, it 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 ties in actually to the original David Tennant, uh, two parter where there was like cybermen, uh, like converting people, and there was a woman who was only it was actually um. Now that I now that I think about it, um, it had slight parallels to what's happening with Adam because she was only partially converted. So she had um, so she was partially converted, except instead of looking like a hideous, like Frankenstein's monster of like flesh and steel and unholy and unholy melding of, uh, you know, like uh, technology and human and humanity. She was a very sexy space looking woman.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, so that, um, that's clearly, clearly, um, clearly a monster. Obviously. Uh, yes,
1: exactly. Yes. <laughs> but basically, like, like think, think, what uh, made, think, Kingu episode... from, um, from the Fifth Element. That that, that sort of arrangement oh, of like right, uh, okay. steel instead of bandages and that that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, just because this shows for adults, like you don't have to make it like completely ridiculous. <laughs> anyway.
0: Why was it so bad? What made it? What oh, what it... or Oh, my God. I'm just sorry. I was just looking up pictures.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's
0: literally, she's literally in like a, a bikini. It's a cyber bikini. That is... A, that's atrocious.
1: I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's one of the dumbest, stupidest things. The episode itself is really bad. It's in that early first season of Torchwood that is really bad before they they get sort of a hand on it. But, yeah, like, it just really... Yeah, like... And, and by the way, like all of that is Chris Chibnall. Like I'm pretty sure he wrote that episode and also he was the show, he was the main showrunner at that time. Like it's like the writing was on the wall. <laughs> he's he's never been well, very I'm good just, at this stuff.
0: I'm looking at, oh, that reminds me. I do have something else I want to bring up about Chris Chibnall. Oh. Um, uh, okay. I'm just having a look. Some reviews said that they liked it or some said it was a step in the right direction Um, Ian Highland of the News of the Worlds disliked the episode, stating, after this week's Cyberwoman nonsense, Torch script would be a better idea. (laughs) And then androzany.com said of the episode, it's awful, it's horrific, it seriously, seriously sucks, adding, the single nice thing we can find to say is that the concept had potential.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the idea of someone, the idea of a human who was partially converted by the cybermen before they were defeated and then has to exist like with with being partially convert, like halfway converted into a cyberman but like without any of the inhibitors or anything like that like it's just like, like that's there's there's something there you could do that She's
0: um, in a bikini st- I can't get I how have I never seen this before Yeah
1: no it's it's real she's, bad
0: She's it's in like a spiderweb bikini thing Yes That's that's like the worst comic book female it's
1: so dumb because like Super. you can't even you can't even justify it by saying oh well like it's halfway it's halfway to like a cyberman because like she has like a like boobs she has like a like metal yeah. breastplate like she's like she's yeah. red sonya or Xena or someone right and like where was that going to fit in like a, a finished cyberman like like it just you know, it's very obviously they've made like sexy sexy lady Cyberman. Like that's what they've done.
0: It's it's literally a costume you'd buy on an internet costume site
1: for yeah. I want
0: a sexy Cyberman Halloween it's like, costume.
1: Yeah, it's like the sexy Cyberman Halloween costume. It's just ridiculous. I um, just it's real that, dumb.
0: And also, where is the Cyberwoman getting her waxing done,
1: Stu? <laughs>
0: because that bikini is high cut. And I'm telling you, no full-grown woman without a substantial amount of laser, and look, <laughs> maybe they do laser as part of firing from their eye beams as part of conversion. I don't know. I would have thought that converting Cybermen, getting rid of unsightly body hair, not that body hair is unsightly, of course, let's love all of our human parts, but if that's your—if <laughs> you're going for the aesthetic of Barbarella meets Charlotte's Web, like... <laughs> You got to get some waxing done.
1: It really is. It really is stupid. Like, like it's just such you know, a dumb design.
0: That is so dumb. That that's really dumb. I should yeah. watch that episode, but then maybe I don't want
1: to. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But you know, so like I, yeah, I, I, I can't remember exactly where we were going with that, but I, I just no, sort of
0: I'm just on the Google images of this, and I keep finding more and more photos that are just making me really mad.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. This is the thing. Like, it's so stupid. Like, it's it's pandering in like a like as a as a straight white nerd. I feel like a lot of a lot of pandering is done directly at, at people like me. And even <laughs> as someone like me, I'm like, come on, guys, that's a bit much, surely.
0: Guys, I know what I am, but let's yeah, you know. Yeah, that's it. Like, look, I'm not that. You know, <laughs> I just found a really, I just found a really fun photo. Um, I wonder if I can send it to you via Skype. Uh, I wonder if I can do that. That would be. Can I get into a chat? How do I do this? I've just, I just found this a fabulous picture of uh, action. Obviously, it was made into an action figure. So you've got this cyber sexy cyber woman action figure and then flanked by two Cybermen with their heads turned, just sort of looking at her. And they have this <laughs> kind of like, what the? Sort of expression. <laughs> that could be my reading of it. But they're like full Cybermen with the full suit with no yes. skin exposed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like it's just very dumb. It's very dumb. Chris Jiminal has a really bad track record with Torchwood slash Doctor Who um, or like Patchy. Patchy is a very Patchy track record. Um,
0: patchy.
1: You know, which. Let's call
0: yeah, him anyway. Patchy Chris Chibnall.
1: Patchy Chris Chibnall, just like that Patchy Cyberwoman suit. But having, Chib- se- having said that, speaking of Cyberwoman, speaking of Cyberman designs, I actually really, really liked the uh, Battle Cyberman design in this one. I thought it was great.
0: It was different.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit different. It, it was it was way more reminiscent of some of the older designs, some of the sort of the seventies and eighties Cyberman style designs with like the big earmuff sort of look to it, and uh, I thought I thought it was really cool. They, they
0: what, what, hang on, were these the ones that they they unlocked out of the? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the cold storage.
1: Yes, absolutely. So so the ones that nice. were with um the ones that were with the half finished Cyberman were. Uh, sort of the newer ones that we're used to seeing, the very the very bulky Iron Man sort of looking ones. And then they had the the warrior ones, which were a lot sleeker and that they had like a different sort of headpiece on them. I thought that was very cool. It was just the design of them I, th- I thought was very good. It was just a bit of a throwback and is, I quite liked it.
0: I didn't even notice that, Stu, which shows uh, how much I was paying attention. <laughs> um Yes. Well, continue on with your list because uh, yes, got, sorry, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot more I want to talk about about this episode, and I keep writing notes to myself to bring up, but you might bring them up in the meantime.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um. So, well, uh, the next, uh, so I've said, uh, the doctor's tricks didn't work. Um, I we've said that we've talked about how Graham's a bit cheery, uh, yep. you know, uh, which is a bit out of character. Um. But also, uh, I quite liked. Uh, I quite liked, although there was it was a bit weird, and they didn't stick with it. But um, Graham and Yaz as a pair, I feel like we haven't really gotten a lot of. Um, it tends to be sort of Graham and Ryan. are like the double act, uh, or Ryan and Yaz pair off, and Graham does his own thing. Yeah. Um, we don't. We don't really get a lot of Graham and Yaz, um, which I quite liked. I sort of liked that they they sort of had a moment and and did all that stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, and she like grabbed his arm and. Uh, yeah said it's not like you to be cheery He's like Rrr. so yeah that was that's that's why yeah. i'm just a little bit worried i'm a bit like <sighs> he's, he's i feel like he's being set up to be bumped off
1: well look i mean the thing is like if we if we take a purely dispassionate you know meta view um bradley walsh is a very busy um and famous entertainer in the uk um he does the, he do, he's he's a quiz show host he he does all sorts of like uh, tours and things like that like I imagine, we're probably reaching the limit of how much he actually wants to be in the show. So, which you know, is a
0: shame because he's one of the best parts of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's the best companion. He's um, great. I never th- that would be the thing. I never ever thought that would be the thing, but he's easily the best companion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, th- they had a couple of good moments together, which I quite liked. Um, I thought it was weird that you know, Graham was being so relentlessly cheery and, like, kind of aggressively and nastily cheery to people who are literally war refugees. He's like, you know, they're, they're, they're escaping, that they're the last dregs of humanity escaping from a brutal um, regime that wants nothing but to exterminate them. And he's like, come on, let's see a smile. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe typical maybe calm your family right?
0: Typical straight white man, isn't it? Typical
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Shout <laughs> us a smile, love.
1: Come on then, go on then, you old bugger. He was a grid, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I thought that was a bit weird, but I, I did like that uh, Graham and Yes had a moment together. and I also thought it was it was interesting actually because yeah, we had this moment of these two characters sort of having a human connection, which is not something we've had a lot of throughout the last two series. Uh, you know, it just sort of well, the, these characters sort certainly. of.
0: Graham's attempts to have a human connection with the Doctor a few episodes back went well. Yes, anymore.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that was a particular misfire. But like, just just in general, like these these characters haven't been allowed to sort of have these quiet human connections that a lot of previous companions have been allowed to have, as uh, with the Doctor and with each other. And mm. you know, it's just it's just weird. I saw someone point out uh, today in sort of just just talk online about uh, the episode is that if you look at something like you know the season six premiere which was uh the day of the moon right like like so you think about all that stuff with the doctor and rory and amy and rose and uh, not rosa with and river um think about how lived in those characters felt already at that point after just one season you know and then think about how these characters feel after two seasons. And it's like, they don't feel, they still don't feel lived in to me. Like other people might, might think differently, but just to me, they just feel like they haven't done the work to make them like spark off each other that they just Mm -hmm. all too often, they are just there in the story.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to
0: describe, but I know what you mean, I think.
1: Absolutely. Um, in that same vein, um, the Doctor and Ryan um, having a having a, a pairing and and having adventures with their new their new precocious child friend.
0: Yes, <laughs> aka new Ryan.
1: Aka new Ryan. Um, so, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think I mean maybe I'm wrong, but I, I also get the impression I also get the feeling that we haven't really seen a lot of the Doctor and Ryan just sort of paired up the two of them. Uh I-
0: we seen the doctor i suppose she's been with yaz on a couple of occasions she's been she be
1: yes yeah, yeah ryan or and graham, graham. graham pair off and then yaz and the doctor would pair off
0: yeah uh, i think yeah i think you're right it tends to not be ryan as much
1: and, and uh, the thing is the graham has had stuff to do with the doctor not not including that weird scene from from that episode <laughs> but but you know he has actually had like stuff to do one on one with the doctor, whereas I feel like Ryan hasn't really had a lot to do, and so it's. I guess they're just sort of, and I guess that's that's why they're in those configurations this time out. It's just literally Chibnall saying, "Oh, I haven't done this before. I haven't I haven't put them in this particular sort of pairing. So okay, you guys go over there, and you two come over here, and and that's how that'll go, you know. And it's like, okay, yep, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> like why not? <laughs> anyway I, again i want to point out i actually really like this episode no we, no we, it really was, are, we really are tearing it to shreds but i did it like was it a lot
0: fine. have you have you finished your list
1: um, i was going to say uh so I, I said i love the new designs which is which i do um and uh i i can't read my own writing because i was writing very fast what did i say here the uh the Oh, so less the the lone Cyberman and more the caretaker because it turns out there were thousands of Cybermen just waiting to be be unleashed, Uh, you know, which makes this this sort of lone Cyberman uh, thing a little bit... I I get the impression, is he doing time travelling? Like, is that what's happening in terms of what Adam's doing, like going back and forth? I
0: have have no idea. All I know is that the humans were able to pilot... um, uh, a starbug onto red dwarf, and <laughs> and, and well, then it the was, uh, it was
1: a bit more Jupiter 2 than than starbug, but I definitely that's definitely a, a well, good allergy. Because
0: <laughs> they literally did a propulsion, like we got go to go the propulsion and get on board. Yeah. We just let's redirect everything from um, life support. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that on red dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing, uh, and then. Bang! Uh, in, in they make the they stick the landing into the uh, bow of red dwarf, and then they wake up everyone who's in stasis, which happened yeah. to be Cybermen. Absolutely. So
1: as you do. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is good. But I mean, like, my, my point, good. my gen, my general point is that, like, what, what was that ship doing? It, it's largely intact. It's. Full of Cybermen, and it's just kind of sitting there. Like I'm not sure.
0: It was no, but, it was traveling because remember they said something about how fast it was going. Like it's um, in
1: space. No, 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 no. It was, it was, no, it was, um, it was derelict. It, it was floating in, in the, in the killing field. Uh,
0: what? Oh, it, it was,
1: it was sort of floating. They, they, they were in the middle of like a, like a, like a battlefield in, in space.
0: Yeah 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 but didn't the big guy didn't the big guy um didn't the big guy say something a big-eyed guy I should say say something about uh we're moving fast
1: Uh yeah once they're on board
0: Yeah I look I don't
1: I'm I, this is where I've been lost again
0: I've been <laughs> yes, lost exactly. again
1: Yeah there's there's a lot of ambiguity I guess in the in the script itself and and yeah it's it's very strange that basically I mean my my general, my, my overall point is that there was they're, they're supposed to be, like the Cybermen themselves are actually like the the last remnants of the Cybermen, but very conveniently they they stumble across this massive troop carrier that just has thousands of Cybermen on it. You know so that apparently then, everyone forgot.
0: Why then did Adam like start you know drilling into one of them, yes, prompting a Lady with the I heavy eyeliner to no. say? We have a Cyberman on board who can make other Cybermen scream. So that was a good, that was a good screaming Cybermen sound. They did that oh, well. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was very unsettling, but it meant nothing. It was basically just to have that line.
0: But why you know, was he picturing him? Like he said, exactly. Like, the ascension, and the, I couldn't understand what the ascension is.
1: Like, yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to do something to the Cybermen that were there, like alter them in some way, like, or yeah, alternately that he would, like, finish his own conversion, like, so that, like, oh, he was okay. only partly converted. So his, his big dream and, and drive and ambition was to be fully converted into a Cyberman. Um, and I thought that was what he was going to do. He was going to cannibalize a bunch of them for parts. Um, so that way, at least if he wasn't fully converted with, like, the emotional inhibitor, he would actually be, like, a fully upgraded Cyberman. Um but they didn't do that either. Um no, I, because they just wanted make that him line. The
0: same, that would make him the same as everyone else. Like I think his whole thing is he's gotta be different in some way.
1: Yes, although yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, but but I guess basically what they wanted was that line. Like he's the he's a cyberman who makes other cybermen scream. Right. And so they okay. went backwards from there. Uh, even if yeah. it made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> So Um, there we are. And the other thing, uh, the only other thing that I wanted to uh, mention is uh, Brendan. We had a whole subplot.
0: This is, so this is what I wanted to get to um, next and and just spend a bit of time yakking about because I found this was probably for me the most enjoyable part of the episode. I
1: think. Absolutely. Like the weird thing is like these, these, these uh, diversions from the main action, like normally you feel like, Oh, I really want to go back and see what's happening with the Cybermen. It's Like, no, I want to see how this, like, you know, mid-20th century drama plays out in, in, in Ireland. Like, what's it was going on here?
0: I, I'm i guessing sort of like 30s, 40s was kind of the time zone in there. Yeah. Um, just by the costuming and the, um, you know, but it was interesting to me because obviously this is, you know, my um, family, uh, my mother's family is from Ireland and, you know, this is the time that her mother was alive, and that sort of thing. So um, that really piqued my interest, I guess, uh, in a in a personal way on that story sure. as well. And the the garda and you know, discovering a child on a lone country road and nobody claiming it, and then obviously I mean, the very, couple. It's a very the,
1: Superman sort of origin.
0: Super Superman, Super Superman, uh, Irish Superman. Oh, the comedy. <laughs> He has one kryptonite. It's Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can make Irish jokes. I'm Irish.
1: <laughs> well, uh, if, you're, if you're Irish, then so am I.
0: I am Irish. Well, my mother is Irish. I have an Irish passport, Stu.
1: No. Oh, wow, okay. Actually, yeah, you're way more Irish than I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just – my mother's just not – particularly interested in in talking up her irishness except i'll give you when she's had a few to drink
1: sure absolutely that's there you go
0: and then that's when occasionally you'll get you know sea bombs deployed when talking about oliver cromwell or william of orange it comes out occasionally and it's just like oh that's right there's some deep ingrained (laughs) stuff with you people isn't there (laughs) i should say our people uh yeah but my mother left ireland when she was in her late teens, uh, early twenties, and so she missed um, a lot of the troubles. Sort of happened. The worst of it happened after she'd left and moved to England and then to Australia. So yeah. um, she's, you know, a lot of them who were there during that time. You know, it's that's that's talk about generational trauma. That that stuff mucked up a lot of people's heads. Sure, I reckon in my, in my reading on the subject. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so the the um, I mean yes, so I'm claiming the Irishness, uh, but I'm not. I'm not like green, wearing leprechaun flag, waving Irish. I'm just sure. like, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's i it's I'm very proud, and I go back there and go, oh, lovely. I actually got. I should post it up. Um, a cousin of mine, who's uh, my mum's sister's niece, but they've lived in England their whole lives, so uh, they're half Irish. But oh no, Bernie's, yeah, Bernie's English. The the dad so they're half Irish half English and she posted a picture of my um, my mother's mum and it would ha- it would have been from I think the 30s so my mum's mum with her eldest daughter so my mum was the youngest of nine and so the mm. eldest of nine in this photo is about six or something like that I reckon right. so it's it's my great my my aunt my grandmother on my maternal side who I only ever met once. Um, in the 80s, before she died, uh, and then her mother, who was a Geraghty. So my my grandmother was a Devoy or married a Devoy. Her mother was a Garretty, and then her mother was a Flanagan. So that's right. the Irish going back to You can't. That's some Irish.
1: Fair enough. That, that's a, that's some that's some pretty solid Irish there. I'm I, I apologise. That's bit, that's very much.
0: <laughs>
1: Geraghtys and flanagans. <laughs> and Garretties and Flanagan. All I have my 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 grandmother was a Maguire, so. Oh, that's well. That's uh, I'm, a, I'm a quarter famous. Irish, yes. That's
0: a very famous Brisbane uh, Irish. The all the Maguires pubs. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Any relation? No, 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 no relation. I don't think. Oh. Uh, because uh, there's a lot of them. So.
0: Free drink. Is that why you and Aaron Doyle are always at the Irish club and things like that?
1: Well, yeah, and that that and the fact that we love alcohol.
0: All oh, right, and the German club.
1: <laughs> it's a and very the very un- club. No, so neither, of us, neither of us are German, we, but we go to the German <laughs> club.
0: <laughs> a suspicious amount. Yes, yes. I mean, look, <laughs> the Germans are the Irish of the continent. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I can't back that up. I'll probably have both very angry Irish people and very angry German people. Yes. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of what they
1: share. What they share is uh, traditional-themed holidays based almost entirely around drinking.
0: yes. And who doesn't love that?
1: Who doesn't love that? <laughs>
0: uh, that is that is correct. Now, Americans go very big in on the Irish
1: uh, They do. They the certainly Irish
0: do. Stuff. They love to describe themselves as Irish. It's like, oh, we're Irish. And it's like, oh, yeah, how far back? And it's like, oh, you know, a couple of great, great-grandmother ago or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why it's always weird because I went, oh, well, my mum's Irish. That's what I when I assume people go, oh, we're Irish. It's like, oh, is your mum Irish too? And they're like, no, no, it was a great great grandmother who came over in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: As a as a as a young peasant girl, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, my mum came over in the 70s as a 10 pound pom slash Irish person. Yeah, that's right. Actually, exactly. I shouldn't say that. She gets very embarrassed when when she gets very embarrassed about being a 10 pound pom. I don't know why. It was like oh, a really? thing. Yeah, I I think because I don't know, but she gets weirdly embarrassed by it about being a, a ten pound pom. But that's what they did. They were like, we want white people from Britain and Ireland.
1: <laughs> that's that's Here, what it that was. Yeah. Here's a
0: really cheap shipping fare. And we were talking about it because um, when I went to Sydney with my mum last week, and we because she lived in Sydney first. Uh, she had a sister. And brother-in-law out here who who came out here before her so she lived with them for a while and that sort of thing and we're talking about places that she she lived in and that sort of thing and she was telling me a few things that I didn't really know of that she'd sort of like finish at one job and then go traveling for a while and she said she went all the way up to Cairns once just sort of took her money and went oh I'm going up here but she said back in the time she said it was just so easy for Irish and English girls to get jobs in Australia like you just walk into a and she was a secretary and did legal secretary sort of stuff. Right. And uh, yeah, you'd just walk in and go, Hello. And they'd go, Oh, hello, would you like a job? And she'd go, Yes, please. It was just a different time. So but but my <laughs> mum but my mum acknowledges that as being crazy as opposed to a lot of boomers who were like, Well, you just need to go walk around and say hello and someone'll give you a job. And That's right. My mum knows it's not like that anymore. But she sort of marvels at this time when she sort of would walk around and go, hello, I'm here to do secretarial work, and they'd go, oh, come in, you beautiful. Um, it didn't help. It probably helped that my mum was incredibly attractive because right. that's the other photo that my cousin put up this week was a photo of her as a kid with her mum and dad, my aunt and uncle, and my mum was obviously there babysitting or something, and my mum was just, like, stunning, right. just stunning. She won a beauty pageant too on Hamilton Island, like in the <laughs> 70s. So is
1: this the the thing? She wanted you to win beauty pageants as well, except you... No,
0: but my mum is shy. This is the thing. My mum is really shy. Um, But she obviously had enough wines to get convinced to be in this beauty pageant, and she won. And her prize was a bikini that she had to then go and put on and model, because it was the
1: 70s on Hamilton Island. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, right, now go change into this. But
0: there was a picture of her in the paper, and... um, and she was embarrassed because she said she was too flat-chested for the bikini. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the 70s. The uh-huh. 70s. But there's a picture <laughs> of her in the paper. And I'm not lying, Stu. I mean, we all say that our mums were beautiful. But my mum was stunning. Right. Like stunning. And uh, just gorgeous. And I wish I'd taken after. her. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame of things that could have been. She, she was always worried that I would grow up like flat-chested like she is. Right. She was always worried. She was like, oh, what if Natalie's flat-chested like me? No problem, Mum. Got the father's side of the family taking care of that. <laughs> Not suggesting my father's very large breasts, but his mother and his sister certainly do. Right. <laughs> Don't worry, Mum. That all got sorted out. Could have really maybe wished a bit less uh, for me. To- <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, where did I get this from?
1: Uh, we were talking about uh, Brendan and the subplot uh-huh. about uh, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: So sorry for that um, un- undeclared sidebar. <laughs> I just love that my mum, you know, had this crazy random life of just turning up and getting jobs and
1: and winning and, beauty pageants
0: and winning beauty pa- like and these crazy things that that uh, she does. She just say, like, oh, I was silly. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was thinking, and I'm like. Obviously, having a good time, and I'm really pleased to know that because all you've done <laughs> since I turned up in the world was like kind of clean up after me, so I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, she turned up at my house with all this food that she and my dad have been cooking for me because I've been sick,
1: <laughs>
0: and it's literally all they do is clean up my messes, anyway. Um, Brandon, now, lovely story, yes. You talk for a while, Stu. I've been feel like I've been dominating the conversation. And everyone's no, no, me. not
1: at all. No, no. You, you, you had some things you wanted to say about this storyline.
0: I, I was just, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lovely little, very, and I was like, well, clearly this Brendan guy has got to be the, he's got to be a Cyberman, or he's got to be connected in some way. He's the original Adam because we can't really see Adam's face, is you know, or is it something to do with that? And it really didn't it wasn't obvious what he was still. No. I think at the end there was obviously a cyber something because Adam was talking about Arnold Asher, whatever his name was, but Adam, he was talking about something about lying and what he, he had a bit of a monologue about how he was sent back or he was, he wasn't worthy enough. And so he was sent back to wait. Yeah. Was, there was something going on there. And so, Maybe that was the – he was living an internal programming or something like that because at the end we saw Brendan having been a policeman obviously all his life, be farewelled and be greeted by his um, adopted father and the policeman who who was there when his dad found him.
1: Yeah, neither of whom had aged.
0: Neither of whom had aged, whereas he had aged beyond recognition of the young lad that we saw. And then he had his brain wiped or something. Thank you for your service. Sorry, you won't remember it. And then they put they put that radio shock thing over his head that very much looked like the Cyberman head handle thing. Yes. So it was very symbolically
1: a cyber. Yeah. Head. But it wasn't... Oh, obvious. well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wonder if we're meant to think that.
0: Well, this is the thing. Yeah. that was That was what I picked up from it, but it wasn't clear well is he yeah it it wasn't clear and i liked that mystery and i hope that's solved next week
1: because Um, the other the other thing that we've seen in this series in this series that we've just been watching uh is a character hiding in plain sight as something else uh
0: who who was that the master
1: uh the well the the ruth doctor who was uh used a chameleon arch to hide herself Yes, and we've we've heard obviously in the past that a chameleon arch can turn you into a baby, Uh, and
0: oh yeah, because the master was a baby. The
1: master, he was found as a baby in the in the in the silver cascade.
0: Ah, so maybe that's another doctor.
1: Another doctor, or another master, or another time lord. You know, is it? I mean, we've we keep hearing about the timeless child, and the final episode is called the timeless children. We have a situation uh, yeah. where humans have been jumping into a giant portal, which apparently sometimes at least leads to Gallifrey.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, and we, and we don't know what time period in Gallifrey it goes to because uh, Barristan Selmy, we'll just call him that, Barristan Selmy <laughs> uh, says at one stage, you know, it it's sort of the, the portal opens and then suddenly it changes slightly and we see the ruined Gallifrey that the doctor has been returning to time and time again. And uh, he says, it's never looked like that before. You know, is he talking about the portal? Is he talking about Gallifrey? Does he normally see Gallifrey through ah, the portal? Time,
0: it's deliberately time it's ambiguous. All...
1: Yes. I mean, I mean, I could be, I could be attributing way too much cleverness to this and we'll find out next week that it's actually complete, it, complete No, I, nonsense. Think
0: that's, I think that is clever. So, yeah, Brendan is a chameleon-circuited time lord of some description.
1: Maybe he gets a clock as his final... Yes,
0: yes, I did notice the clock. I I noticed the clock, and I forgot to mention it to you, but please know that I did notice the clock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I just thought it was interesting. It's interesting that he got a clock, of all things. I mean, I know it's it's kind of a cliched gift, which is sort of hiding in plain sight, but... You know, when you when you retire, you get you get a watch or a clock or something. But you know, he's mm. chilling. Oh, watch! At a time traveller. Uh, he gets a he gets a clock. That's interesting. Yeah. Um but
0: then he's immediately taken back into the station to be de programmed right. or something. Um, I do want to mention, and I stopped my. I was watching because we have a group chat uh, with actually. I'm going to say this, and Dan, who I know will be listening, will be incredibly green with envy and demanding (laughs) to be put on a group chat. We have a group chat on Facebook Messenger with Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. about. Yes, yes.
1: The the Greg initiated, I should say, I'm pretty
0: sure. Greg initiated, but also Dan is not on that because Dan is not on Facebook. So it's not been a deliberate move, but I'm going to hint that maybe it was just so Dan gets completely envious. And if I'm right, if I'm right – Dan will be swearing at us now while listening to this podcast right. and hoping we can hear him. And yes, we can hear you, Dan. And now he'll be kind of smiling because, oh, we're listening to him. That's <laughs> how I believe Dan's brain will work. Um, Dan, you'll have to start. I think Dan tried to start a group chat with us on WhatsApp. Are you on WhatsApp, Stu? No,
1: no, WhatsApp? I'm not. So I'm, If, not if you WhatsApp. tried to start one with me, it's not me. I'm not sure who he's talking to.
0: Ah, okay. So I have a chat group on WhatsApp with uh, with Dan and Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast because obviously we we write shows together. So I like to keep them updated sure. about that sort of thing. And Dan's not on Facebook, so uh, we'll have to either get Dan back on Facebook or you onto WhatsApp so we can start a chat group uh, with everyone. Um, that's just what's what it's going to have to be, unless Twitter does. Can you direct? Maybe we're all on Twitter. Maybe we can do a Twitter chat group. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't know if you can – oh, maybe you can. I'm not sure. I haven't tried.
0: Multiple message people now on Twitter, but oh, okay. I, don't know, I don't know how efficient it is compared to some of the other platforms. Anyway, chat, chat, chat aside, I was watching Doctor Who and this thing happened and I paused the video just so I could go onto the chat group with you and Greg and say, <laughs> Chris Chibnall has a thing for throwing young men off cliffs. <laughs>
1: Because write yes, me we, down. What, uh, if what Brendan, incredible
0: observation, uh, Brendan. As a young police officer, is chasing a, a scrappy Irish thief to the edge of a cliff, <laughs> and look, fair enough. There are lots of cliffs in Ireland. Very beautiful, very beautiful place. You're and he's saying you don't have to do this, and he pulls out a gun and then turns him around. You know, the whole no, you go to the edge. And then you sort of hear the gunshot and you see Brendan falling slowly through uh through space. A little bit a little bit Jamie Lannister in the sea after the the loot train battle. A little bit sort yes. of yeah, like, yeah. balance, my old friend. Um remember when I used to recap Game of Thrones?
1: That was yes. Good. What a what a what a wild and heady time that was.
0: I missed that. <laughs> it's coming up to a year since the season, the final season started. Can you it believe is?
1: that? Yeah, yeah. Time time. Time marches inexorably on. We don't don't have a time machine to go back and relive those days.
0: I know. I'm just so irrelevant now. It makes me really annoyed. But (laughs) I've got got a potential solution. Remind me at the end. That's for my book culture. Um, But so, yeah, so there he goes falling off a cliff and falls like dead onto the ground. And that's what Broadchurch is how it all starts is finding a kid dead at the bottom of some cliffs.
1: At the bottom of a very similar-looking cliff, if I'm being honest, really like,
0: similar-looking, and I just went, <laughs> "Is this Chris Chibnall doing a little nod to his previous sort of opus of work?"
1: Maybe I hadn't picked that up, but yeah, you you very well might be right. I wonder. I do wonder. And then and then, but the the twist obviously is that it, the kid immediately sits up, like Brendan sits yeah. up and says, "Oh no, I'm fine. I just got and shot and and fell off a very high cliff onto a rocky beach, but um, I'm I'm all good. We're all good. I'm Let's good. chase that guy."
0: Let's chase him. And then they take his shirt off and he doesn't appear to have been shot at all.
1: Yes, although there's a hole in the in the jacket, which is...
0: There's, oh, yeah. So there's a hole oh. in the jacket and then the bullets obviously bounced off his skin. So is he, like, invulnerable? Like Superman? Is that what they're going for again? Or is he...
1: Yeah, or is he impervious to harm somehow? Or is he, like, does... D- yeah, like, what's going on? I'm not sure. Um, I, no, I, I wondered, I wondered when he hit the beach whether he would maybe regenerate. Um, but ah, no, that, well, that's, that... not the way, that's not the way they're going with it. But but who knows? So
0: so I honestly have no real idea with what's happening there. Yeah. But I like that. I'm I'm quite happy to be taken along by the mystery. I hope that's we it. get some more answers next week. But if what you said about Chibnall planting things for next season. I'm okay with that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Just annoyed if it's going to be, you know, two years away or whatever. Oh, the... I
1: mean, I mean, look, I I would be pretty annoyed if this didn't pay off in the next episode. If this is somehow like a like a series thirteen, like thread that's being planted, that's really annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would be I would be pretty annoyed actually. Okay. Um, fair. I, I need I need this to pay off next episode i can almost handle the idea that you know maybe we're not going to get everything about dr ruth and how she fits or and we might not get every single thing about the timeless child but the master at the very end of this episode says everything you know is about to change and that's a promise that was his last line, wasn't it yeah that's his last that's the last line of the episode and that is a big big promise is
0: it is it a big promise is it also a meta promise don't worry, viewers. Uh, Everything's be. going to change.
1: <laughs> Everything's going to be a lot better after this. It's like, Everything's yeah, well, going
0: to be better after this. Uh, yeah. Said that, that so, last time. So overall, then, Stu, thoughts on this? Ep- I mean, it's always hard to rate a two-parter when we haven't seen the yeah, finish. Yeah,
1: and I, and I was going to say, we're, this is the first part of a two-parter, so we're we're rating half a story. Yeah. How I really, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought there were a lot of good things in it it had a a good, like, forward momentum that a lot of episodes have lacked without being, like, needlessly uh, chaotic, which a lot of the episodes have done. Um, A lot of the episodes confused. Yeah,
0: and and that's the whole thing. Sometimes, you know, I said, and maybe I was a bit unfair at the start when I said maybe it felt like, you know, it's a a one-and-a-half episode and they have to pad out the first half a bit, but maybe it was just that it had a whole hour to pace it properly. And I'm just not used to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and and that, that's it. Like, like there's definitely there's definitely filler in here, and there's definitely like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of faffing about in the cyber ship, in the cyber carrier or whatever they call it, and and yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing, you know.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of we can't go. No, we have to go. No, we can't. We have to leave them behind. No, we yeah. have to wait for them. We have, yeah.
1: Yeah, there there is a lot of running and 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 people getting split up, and and then people further splitting up, and all that sort of thing. I don't know. It just sort of. Like, like, I, I did like it like overall I did like it like it's not it's not, I didn't hate this one. I don't think it has any major glaring plot holes. all the guest casts were pretty good um, again, like we're in that territory where this is this should be like just basic it should not be noteworthy to point out that it's ticking all these boxes but it is um, yeah and you know points points for that I guess like it, it's definitely not a complete mess. <laughs> um, but it's, it's going to live and die by how well next week sticks the landing. Um,
0: do you think yeah. we'll see Ruth back next week? Or I can... Captain Jack?
1: I, mm, hmm. I think, I think we'll definitely see Captain Jack. Do I think that? Yeah, I think I do. I think I think they're being they were being really coy about how much. Uh, John Barrowman was in this series, and well, I, I think,
0: yeah. the interview the interview that I read with him about it, they said something, he said something like, oh, it just so happened that, or he said, "He, it, it was either true or it was the cover, or it was a good cover because it was true, that he was in Cardiff renovating a house that he owns there. Oh, it and, was a cover
1: story that became true. Like, yes. Yeah. He started off lying about renovating his home, and then he was like, well, since I'm going or doing all these trips to like hardware stores as a cover, I should just buy stuff and actually renovate my house.
0: So, but you can't really do a renovation in, I, I feel like that scene from that we saw him in a couple of episodes ago, that would have been like a day filming. That's, two not, days that's filming. like
1: two, day, two days plus, two days maximum. Like, like he and would have been there for two days.
0: That's not a good renovation. That's no. a pretty shaky renovation. No, so it suggests so.
1: that he might have been there slightly longer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do wonder how long they had him for and whether he has any scenes in this, because I really, really want him to interact with 13. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh,
0: yeah, it seems a lot to bring him in, but to not have him actually meet this incarnation of the Doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, what a strange thing. He just interacts with the companions. Yeah. Um, but then... Uh, like do I think Dr. Ruth will be back? I want her to be back. I do wonder whether he's going to keep his powder dry on that one until next season or whether there'll be an explanation in this in this like in the final episode, but we might not see Dr. Ruth until next season maybe. Just the way just the way it sort of plays out because we have to we have to also account for the timeless child or the timeless children. So, obviously, that will all come to a head in this next episode. Does that include Dr. Ruth? Does, does that include the doctor's own timeline? Like, is the doctor the timeless child? Is Brendan yeah. the timeless child? Like, suddenly we're talking about timeless children, so are there multiple...
0: I'm wondering if Brendan is the doctor, um, is that... So, the whole idea is that that Dr... Uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor 13 cannot remember being Ruth. It's like, yes. I was never you. I know all of the people I've been and I've never been you. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about because she's from before. So could it be that there were previous doctors to the first doctor but they were drilled out and – because that's the thing. They they made the doctor not remember by putting that mm. thing – or Brendan. They made Brendan not remember by putting that thing on his head so is there a is is that that they're making the doctor live new lives in a chameleon circuit to break his memory and then eventually he'll be William Hartnell?
1: Yes, maybe,
0: maybe I'm, I'm that trying,
1: that's a very good theory.
0: I'm trying to be convoluted.
1: <laughs> no, totally, no, no. Look, look. That that's that's that fits. I mean, I think I would probably hate that if that's actually the. The explanation, because it kind of messes with the what, what we've known. Not, not that it messes with canon, but just like it, it messes a lot with the, the purity of that idea of the the mad old man who stole a box and ran away, you know. Yeah. Um, but
0: or, or somewhere, like, yeah, somewhere between the ones that you were talking about. We never saw between two and three, was it? Or three and four? Yeah,
1: I'd be between two and three, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe
0: at that point. Sure. Um, Dr. Ruth fits in, and then they had to take her away and and put her into the body of the baby boy Brendan in Ireland in the forties. And yeah, I I'm trying to think. I'm trying to no, think totally. and strategize and theorize, and I'm not very good at this. Um, but I, yeah, I think that that's tying back, or maybe it's the master, or I'm just trying to think of what. What could the master mean by I know a big secret about Gallifrey? And we saw in the preview – I don't know if you watched the preview for next week. I I did, yes. If people haven't watched the preview, but there are a bunch of um, uh, shots of, like, the master going – lean into it or i'm going to show you or something and lots of the shots of jodie whittaker looking very sort of sleepy eyed and like she's being hypnotized or something that's yeah and
1: there's photos of her in like a weird setup where there's like these these rings around her um all right well like like she's in she's in some sort of trap or cage or something or device, at the very least.
0: Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it again. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, but don't forget, like we saw at the start in the in the opening two um, a race of shadowy like light or not not shadowy light love light creatures pushing in from somewhere else um, that had oh, strangely yeah. familiar heads.
0: The spies.
1: Yeah, the spies. They they had strangely familiar heads. I oh, said yeah. at the time. You know, like it, it definitely, you know, there, there's still the there's still the possibility that this will all tie together somehow because those all these episodes were written by Chris Chibnall, so, you know, is this all is he going to do like a, a stealth season long arc that sort of all ties together? Is he going to drop it and and this will be something else and and the timeless child and the timeless children will be something else entirely or, you know, somehow they they're all Like, that portal goes to Gallifrey, and we've been told that humans have been jumping through that portal for, you know, decades at least. You know, uh, is he going to do the thing where suddenly it turns out humans are the original Gallifreyans? Oh. You know, and I I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. Again, I feel like that is a twist that yeah well, it's a twist that kind of undermines the entire history of the show, yeah, um, you know, so, yeah, it is a bit it's a bit rough. Uh, i don't I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know there there's a couple of different things that you can make educated guesses about, given all the pieces that we've been given. But having said that, like, and I, and I wrote this on, on uh, Twitter uh, yesterday when I watched the episode, you know, one of, one of the things.
0: Twitter, Twitter caps,
1: tweet caps. Add a little tweet caps, yes. Um, I but, but... Go to.
0: Yeah, well,
1: well I, I just wrote that, you know, the, the, one of the few things that this se- this season has done very well and actually has done very well is it's been masking its big twists, right? So there's been a layer to the twists that mean that you see a twist coming but you don't actually know what that – or you, you can't – you completely miss what the twist is actually going to be. So my example was – so in the opening two-parter, I had a very clear sense that, oh, I'm pretty sure O is going to turn out to be a bad guy. You know, and I feel like the, the episode kind of telegraphs that a little bit. Um, mm. But then he, he does turn out to be a bad guy, except, extra twist, the bad guy is the master. Mm. You know, which is a massive twist that actually you completely miss. Like you don't, you don't see that coming at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, You know, and then similarly, in, in a similar but slightly different fashion, they nest the twist of the Joe doc of the Ruth Doctor within the episode where they they said in the lead up to the Jadon episode airing, oh, there's a this is a big one, guys. Like something huge is going to happen in this episode. And then they have Captain Jack come back, and you're like, yeah, "Oh wow!" Yeah. So that's the big thing. And they hide the fact that they've actually got a much, much bigger twist happening in that episode, which is the the Ruth Doctor reveal. So again, they they sort of trick you into thinking it's one thing when actually it's this other thing. You know, yeah. both so times this- in actually very satisfying, good ways. <gasps> so what so what's happening now in the final two parter? Where we're sort of trying to anticipate what will happen, what's the thing that's being hidden from us? And I can't figure it out. I don't have an answer for that. But, you know, I'm actually really excited to find out.
0: Yeah. For sure. Because there's
1: something. There's something. There's something we've missed. There's something that we should maybe be able to anticipate. And I'm just not getting there. And I actually really find it quite exciting.
0: Uh, I agree. It is Excellent. That's <laughs> Sorry, I Forgive me. I've just been trying to – so I'm, I'm briefed up. I was trying to sneakily bring up uh, some information about the other show I want to tell you about in our oh, other podcast right, segment. Okay.
1: Right. Uh,
0: and I may have slightly seen something and gone, ah, and then lost track. That's rude. That's rude. I should have done my research before podcasting. <laughs>
1: We, we we do this whole podcast on Mike, Natalie. That's no that's no problem.
0: It is true. We do all the research on Mike, um, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Okay. Well, does that wrap us up for this week, Doctor Who?
1: Uh, it, it definitely sounds like we're wrapped up. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. I'm very I'm 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 unprofessional. Uh, but no, I'm excited to tell you about this other show that sure. I saw. I saw a flash of it somewhere, and then Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast sent me a link, which sort of confirmed it. Have you heard of a new show that is, hang on, let me double check what it says here? It is a Nordic uh, drama, Norwegian TV series.
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Called The Foreigners. Yes, yes, I Be have. Be Absolutely. Uh, before, before foreigners, it's like before and foreigners mashed yes. together. So I'm saying before foreigners, but it could be before foreigners <laughs> anyway. So it's a six part series. It really feels like a Simpsons episode where they create wacky ideas for TV shows within the Simpsons.
1: Yes. yeah, yeah. This
0: honestly feels like that because it's a blend of science fiction and police procedural, <laughs> um, so the idea is that there's a Nor- Nor- Norway, Norwegian detective who's probably, you know, got some sort of, I don't know, something happening, and then all of a sudden the world changes when refugees start showing up, not from different countries in the world, but from different time periods in yeah. history.
1: Yeah, yeah, what a great high concept. I love that.
0: High con- but you've got to admit it's it's almost like, you know, he, he's a cop. She's a former Viking. They fight crime. Like, it's literally.
1: That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> together they fight crime. Like, they so literally, the together thing. they so fight crime. His
0: his partner is when the police start take because all these people have to ha- get jobs and they have to join society. Sure. So yeah. this Viking <laughs> joins the police force and she's the first, like, they're called trans-temporal people. So yes. they've. They're humans, but they're from another time and they have to adjust. So, uh, yeah, so they they have to solve a murder. And apparently it's very funny as well as being very um, uh, thoughtful and moving, I keep seeing, yeah, thoughtful, moving and funny. And it's only six parts. So I'm thinking I the problem is it says it's HBO Europe uh, and it's on HBO Go and apparently it's streaming now in America. But um i don't know where it is i can't find out where it is in australia
1: so oh okay i, I thought i had a idea that it was on netflix maybe but I, I could be thinking of um i could be thinking of ragnarok which is a similar high concept uh oh, Nordic what's show a
0: ragnarok
1: so so ragnarok is kind of so it's basically uh it it feels a little bit more um I don't know. I don't know what the word. I guess like like teen drama sort of thing almost. But it, it's uh, the it's modern day Scandinavia. I forget. I forget. I guess Denmark or, or Sweden or one of those countries. Um, and uh, there's analogs to all of the Norse gods. So there's like Thor and Loki and all these um, people sort of running around. And there's also like uh, the the Jotuns, so the giants. But they are they're the jocks. Right. And so so and the idea like it, it's supernatural. So so, the idea is that all these people are actually, you know, Thor and Loki and, and all these things. But they've kind of forgotten that they're gods and giants and everything else. And there's this conspiracy afoot to, like, keep them in the dark. And, and but slowly but surely Thor is starting to realize that he's he is who he is. Um, so and, but, but it's set, it's set in a high school. You know, so Aww. it's, yeah, so, you know, like, again, it's, it's
0: there, that sort of, yeah. Teen there's drama. A lot of
1: high, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, high concept Norse. Uh, so I think we had, we had Scandi, Scandi Noir, and now we're having like Scandi Fantasy.
0: <laughs> That's great. But no, I,
1: I, re- I would really like to uh, recap foreigners with you i think that would be that would be very i think good.
0: that would be really fun and i'm up for a i i don't mind uh, the odd, you know i don't have an issue with subtitles like some people it's apparently post parasite some people hate subtitles <laughs> um, but yeah so i'm up for it we just have to find out where and then do we do like one episode at a time and try and space it out but if it's streaming it might be hard to to get people to stop but we'll see we'll we'll see what's available yeah. Uh, but I, I like the – proceed. I, I must admit, if I had to choose between those two summaries, I'm probably more keen on the B'Foreigners than the Ragnarok. Yes,
1: no, absolutely. No, no, I, I was just mentioning it because I, I thought – I was wondering if you were going to mention Ragnarok and then it was like, oh, no, it's That That's that's definitely mm. the one to do.
0: That would be really fun. So that might, that might be our post-Doctor Who uh, project, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, pencil it in, like as long as we can get it here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have a look and see. Maybe it's on – Amazon Prime or something, that could be another one if it's not on. Because it's hard to know because I, I looked up Foxtel because I still have Foxtel because I obviously am too lazy to cancel it. But um, I it's not on the Foxtel list, so and it might be coming because normally that's where HBO stuff goes, onto Foxtel, but I don't know about
1: European stuff. Uh, it's going to be on SBS Australia.
0: Oh, how did you find that out? I Googled it. Oh. I Googled it, too, and it didn't come up for me. Does it say if it's going to be on demand or if it's going to be...
1: Uh, I, I mean, it would, it would almost certainly be on demand. I'm just quickly reading a article because we do all of our research on Mike. Um, darkness, Australian viewers, exit. Oh, this thing lied to me. Thought it said... No, no. I beg your pardon, that one has not – that one lied to me and said that it was not doing that.
0: No, it's not on SBS.
1: Uh, no, maybe not. That's weird. Uh-huh.
0: Maybe I wasn't a terrible Googler after all. No. Well, look, if you That's know, strange. call anyway. in. <laughs> call please, in. Please call in. Let us know if you know where we can see the Foreigners through <laughs> the, the legal chal- ch- channels. And uh, we might try and, and recap that one. It might be a fun one for me to write about if I've if I've got some energy once all these shows are up and running. It'd be yeah. fun to write
1: about. A... For for reference, HBO tends to wind up on Foxtel here. So yes,
0: well that's why I looked it up, but it's not on the list of shows on Foxtel. Maybe it just hasn't arrived yet. But I they, think... they
1: might be doing they might be doing the thing where they wait a year and then show it here, which is dumb, real dumb.
0: They don't tend the... to do that anymore on Foxtel. I've noticed. Like I get the yeah. email. And they they tend to be a little bit more on it. I think they've realized that they're shooting themselves in the foot if they don't fast-track stuff.
1: Um, actually, no sorry. I beg your pardon. like I, I, I'm sure it was SBS. yeah. Um, uh, a Gizmodo article from February 20. Um, so late last week uh, says the foreigners will be available on SBS, although the date is still unconfirmed.
0: Okay, so it could be streamed on demand or it could they could do a week by week. Yeah. Awesome. Well, either that or we take a day, stew. like we, we take a Saturday and we just cancel all engagements and we just like watch an episode and then do an immediate podcast and then watch another one and we like, <laughs> we like binge and podcast.
1: To do a podcast binge.
0: Yeah. Oh. So people then, if they're binging, they can stop, listen to our podcast and then go on straight away without having to wait, you know, a week and we release yeah. it all at once and go, here it all is. <laughs> it could be a fun project you know we no absolutely no no I'm, I'm into
1: it i'm into it we should definitely do it
0: we have to put aside a day and and that's the thing and we 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 it's you know it's six hours of tv plus an hour of it's 12 it's 12 hour day plus breaks it's, it's a big day but we can do it we can do this <laughs> too maybe we can make maybe, maybe that, that, would,
1: that would require us to keep our podcasting to sub one hour
0: yeah we can do that when we're on can a we? clock yeah I'm just procrastinating because I've got a bunch of stuff I'm supposed to do and it's you know, <laughs> late at night and it's all due in the morning and I just don't want to do it, so I'm procrastinating. That's all it is due. Also, I enjoy your company. So sue me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I can hardly blame you for that.
0: No, well, it's just, you know, I haven't I haven't really – I've been a bit housebound with this whole sickness thing, so, you know, it's just nice to chat, really. It's nice to chat. <laughs> Uh, that's, well, it is always I'm nice to say, chat with other, other people do chat to me as well. I haven't been totally, you know, I just don't want people to think, well, I talk to her. It's like, yes, other people have. I'm just trying to butter a Other, other chats
1: are available. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, until next week, which will be our final Doctor Who for this season anyway. Yes. Uh, and uh, in time and space. And then we'll do a, a, a play episode, which will be fun. I've got to write that. I keep yes. threatening to write that. I, I swear I will. I swear I will. <laughs> uh, until next time, fam. Get ready. I, I reckon get ready to say goodbye to Graham next week. That's my big.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham big, and possibly Yaz and or Ryan. Like we that we might see a we might see a clean sweep. You never know.
0: Clean sweep. Get the bowling ball in. Yeah. Strike. Strike. Strike out. <laughs> well, we will leave you with thoughts of. Irish uh, police officers falling off cliffs and uh, spunky young Ryans hijacking cyber ships and weird cyber drone heads for some reason. Uh, And we will see you next week, fam!
1: Bye, fam!